What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always. Happy weekend to everybody. Before getting into this episode, I just want to give a big thanks to all of you who've supported me along the way. Uh, Just as simple as listening to the pod or maybe even just checking out the YouTube videos I've been making for fun. Uh, You guys are a massive reason that I'm doing this podcast in the first place. And you guys deserve all the thanks in the world for showing love in the comments, DMing me on the side, sending fire emojis and all that good stuff, right? I appreciate you all. uh, And thanks again to all you guys. On this episode, I'm going to be doing a dive on the Celtics Warriors finals rematch, which happened Thursday night. It was an interesting game. It was honestly a game that truly lived up to the hype which is pretty rare to say these days because of all the blowouts we've been seeing. But let's get right into it. So, Celtics-Warriors, amazing game. In my opinion, a top three game this season, despite some of the struggles that I'm going to get into. Uh, But this was a heavily anticipated matchup that lived up to the hype. We've had a lot of bad nationally televised blowout games this year on TNT, on ABC, on ESPN, and this one was a breath of fresh air. I think we can all agree to that. Um, I know I said top three game this year, but I'm going to move it to my favorite game of the year, right? I I think it is my favorite game of the year. And while we had the Luka 60-point game, we had the Donovan Mitchell 71-point game, Mitchell's game was against the Chicago Bulls, right? Like, it was... I mean, it was still a great game to rewatch, just to just to watch Mitchell cook, um, you know. But it was against the Bulls. Uh, Luca's game was against the Knicks, right? So you know, kind of, you know, not not a good team, right? Uh, I would say, I guess, like a a solid team. I guess if you want to kind of make the, say the Knicks are a solid team, I think I don't know what makes a solid team. What would what would you guys think that makes a solid team? I guess I would say probably. A 500 team? Is that a solid team? I guess so. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would I would put that. I definitely think the Knicks are better than the Bulls. But nonetheless, right, all these three games have one thing in common, right? They all went to overtime. Uh, but this was a finals rematch, right, that went to overtime. So you also, you also get two teams that from top to bottom are top-notch organizations, right? You have Joe Masula, you have Steve Kerr, two of the best coaches in the NBA when it comes to X's and O's, right? Making changes on the fly over the course of a game, truly a chess match between these two coaches. And you get one of the best duos in the NBA in Tatum and Brown versus the Splash Brothers and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You get awesome contributions from the others on both teams, right? Andrew Wiggins, massive difference maker on defense, offense, uh, getting tough buckets in the mid-range, locking guys up, aggressive with the ball in his hands, aggressive off the ball. Uh, You get Jordan Poole doing highlight Jordan Poole things along with, you know, the typical Jordan Poole bonehead plays that drive Steve Kerr nuts from time to time. Uh, You know, you have Al Horford at his best, knocking down threes, blocking shots, making the right extra passes for better looks, Um, He was scoring in the post, you know, nice little two-man game with Robert Williams. Love to see those two guys. I really think that the Celtics, now, it's a little tough when the Warriors go like true five-man out, right, where they really space the floor one through five. Gets a little difficult for Robert Williams, but offensively for Robert Williams and Al Horford, it's a big advantage. 
size-wise. Um, and I think it's something that the Celtics should should continue to explore, you know, and, and they have been running that, right? The Robert Williams and Al Horford combination. But um, I would say, you know, in, in, in good stretches, you could really hang on to that, you know, but you got to play right. You know, you can't make stupid mistakes because that's when the game gets out of hand. You know, you get Marcus Smart, not only keeping the Celtics afloat for a lot of stretches, with big threes, but also being a pest, right? Matching Draymond Green's pestiness, right? Uh, it was a classic finals rematch in a regular season that went down to the wire and really lived up to the hype. Now, while it was just a regular season game, it was a huge win for the Celtics. And in my opinion, it's one of the best ways that a team can win. Uh, and I'll get into why, okay? Uh, as ugly as it was for a couple of guys. So Jalen Brown was awful, in this game, and credit to the Warriors for flat-out denying Jalen Brown possessions, right? They're doubling him on the catch, they're pressuring him to get off the ball, they're packing up the paint to cause him to either give it up or put up bad shots. It was working, you know, and it was also a massive struggle for Jalen Brown just himself, right? Like, it was, it was just one of those games where even the freebies weren't going in, right? Like open layups where the ball just unluckily rolls out, uh, catching passes where he bounces the ball off his foot accidentally, right? So it was just a combination of just mishaps and it was a really off shooting night for him, right? Like, oof, you know, I'll get into those numbers in a little bit, but it comes at the worst time because while the Warriors aren't a top five defense right now, the Warriors have tendencies to show up defensively, right, at times. And they cause a ton of chaos. And even Jason Tatum, who, if you're looking at the box score, he drops 34 points and 19 rebounds, but it was an awful night for him, uh, efficiency-wise. As crazy as that sounds, right? Seven turnovers, right? And I'm going to say all seven of these turnovers were flashbacks, right? Like horrible flashbacks from the finals, right? Throwing outlet passes that didn't even have to be thrown, uh, driving into traffic, uh, you know, the shooting was a struggle. Four for 13 from three, nine for 27 from the field for Jason Tatum. Yikes, right? Jalen Brown, by the way, 16 points on six for 18 from the field, one for four from three. But this game was super tight in the first half, right? Like neither team looked in control, right? They both looked even here. And then the third quarter came along. And this was where I started to worry for the Celtics, right? Celtics had an awful third quarter while the Warriors got hot. It was bad timing for them, really. Uh, and it carried over to the fourth quarter pretty much until halfway through it where the Celtics kind of clawed back into the game, right? Al Horford hitting hitting clutch threes, getting some clutch blocks that ended up being turnovers after he blocks, uh, which is unfortunate. But then Jalen Brown comes to life right when the Celtics need it most. The score was 106-103, with the Warriors leading, 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and then this happened. Tatum was, it looked like he was hoping for a foul. Here's Brown, three-pointer is good! A big one for Jalen Brown, tied at 106. So Jalen Brown makes the game-tying three to send it to overtime, and it was in overtime where we get the Tatum and Brown duo activated. Right. They, they kind of they both came alive right in the OT and they sealed the game 121 to 118. But I'm going to say this about this game. Last year's Celtics 100 percent lose this game. The Warriors choked this game away, in my opinion. Uh, they were in control in the fourth quarter 
right? And and I mean, from the third quarter and on, the the Warriors were were in control of this game. They really threw this game away, in my opinion. Uh, but the Celtics, you know, I want to say this, right? There's two reasons that I would say last year's Celtics would lose this game. Reason number one, Celtics have gotten much better, right? So credit to the improvement, for sure, right? But the second reason, Malcolm Brogdon. The Celtics traded for Brogdon to do exactly what he's been doing night in and night out. I trust Brogdon with the ball in his hands probably more than any other Celtic. And I say that because he's not, he's, he's just not loose with the ball, right? He's very cautious. He's always under control. He resets the possessions when things are looking kind of crazy, right? Like he's about to drive and then he backs it up. He backs it up. He resets the possession, right? Doesn't like what he's seeing. Very great veteran presence for him. He brings a stability at the guard position that this Celtics team desperately needs because sometimes they get a little wacky, right? Like sometimes they lose their cool. Sometimes things get a little chaotic, right? And, and Malcolm Brogdon really slows down possessions. Um, and that's something they definitely need. And he's been amazing for this team. So last takeaway from this game, right? Why do I think that this game was the perfect win for the Celtics? So it comes from an awful shooting night, right? From both Brown and Tatum. Right, So the rest of the team held strong and kept the Celtics in the position for Tatum and Brown to close it out. So it's a lesson learned for the Celtics that you can have an ugly game, but if you stay locked in defensively, if you keep the ball moving and minimize your mistakes, you are going to win the game, right? You can win the game, basically. Um, you know, and, and just you know, a couple of things, right? Like, yes, it, uh, both teams have uh, reason to, to believe that this was something to walk away with uh, happy, right? I, I would say, even the Warriors who threw this game. And I'm going to say this, um, you know, obviously no Jonathan Kaminga, right? Not a massive uh, subtraction from the lineup, but but he does add more depth, right? Some defense, some athleticism, uh, you know, just, just another guy to worry about, right? Um, but I'm going to say this, Warriors lose, but they can hang their hat on, hey man, we pulled away in the third quarter, we had them in the fourth quarter, we gave it up, about five minutes left in the fourth, right? So they can definitely walk away uh, with their head held high after that, you know? Uh, but they do have to think, hey, you know, now these Celtics know that they can beat us, right? Even at an ugly game. So that's something they can also kind of be concerned about, right? Um, I do want to say this about the Celtics. Uh, winning this game, as ugly as the game was for their two best players, watching uh, Marcus Smart keep the team afloat with clutch three after clutch three, watching Al Horford just man the defense, right? Robert Williams getting blocks, Robert Williams getting put-back tip-ins, uh, Malcolm Brogdon just clutch threes. You get a quiet game from Derek White, you know, maybe he plays a little bit better in this game, uh, doesn't get away from them in the third quarter um, or down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, you know, the Celtics can definitely be happy with saying, hey man, Jalen Brown had an awful game right? Jason Tatum had a really bad game. Uh, but you could see the difference in how it was going for the Celtics. Like last year, I would say the Celtics would just keep trying to take turns uh, driving to the basket, right? And just forcing bad possessions, right? Between Jason, uh, between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? And maybe even some bonehead uh, Marcus Smart plays, right? Uh, but, you know, this season, you could really see you know, Tatum struggles, okay, he starts to give it up. The ball movement goes up, they start giving the ball up, they start, uh, you know, just using 
the full five-man lineup out there. And what I mean by that is literally just getting off the ball, right? Like, you know, Tatum will try a shot off, still not going in, right? Still cold. Okay, uh, I'm going to drive. I'm going to kick. I'm going to run some pick-and-roll action. I'm going to run some some dribble handoff action, right? Kind of just get off the ball right? Give it up and go, right? Give it and go. And, um, and it was working for the Celtics. You know, they really, you know, and even Jalen Brown, um, you know, sometimes he's just trying to find his rhythm. Uh, and it was just not his game, right? It just wasn't his game. Uh, he came up clutch. Obviously he sent the game to overtime with his clutch game tying three. Um, and then he was big in overtime as well. Um, so, you know, he came alive at the right time. Now the Celtics have the luxury of, Hey, you know, Brown can give you 30, Tatum can give you 30, maybe one gives you 30 and the other one's kind of struggling, but teams always have to account for both of these guys, right? All while also worrying about the role guys. Marcus Smart is not afraid of the moment. He will pull up for three, right? He, he is not going to shy away from taking a good shot or a tough shot. Um, he's not going to shy away from contact. I liked watching Marcus Smart post up Steph Curry. Uh, had some success. He made a couple of baskets, posting up Steph under the basket. Um, obviously, much stronger than Steph. And yeah, man, I mean, that's going to tire Steph out a little bit, right? You need to kind of go at the offensive threats, right? When you're on offense, you want to go at these guys and make them defend to, to get them tired, right? You can't, you can't let them rest when they're on defense, right? Go at them, whether it's screen after screen after screen until you find that matchup and then you just go at him, right? Even if it does stagnate the offense a little bit, you do want to target uh, a guy like Steph, you know, as much as you can, right? A guy like Jordan Poole, right? Guys that that are liabilities defensively, right? Um, you want to definitely take advantage of that. And maybe not even because they're liabilities, but just because you're also trying to tire them out, right? You want to make them work every single possession in the game. Um, you know, so... It was a great game. It was super fun. It was an exciting game. It was a playoff environment. I was super happy watching the game. I watched the Celtics only possessions version, and I also watched the full game version, right? Because I kind of wanted to see the changes the Celtics were making. Like when the Celtics do five man out, right? You see like a Grant Williams, Al Horford, right? That kind of lineup, right? No Rob Williams. Uh, It works, but that type of five man lineup becomes such a high volume three point shooting team that I think it plays in the hands of the Warriors. And I would much rather them reduce that five-man out lineup and just take advantage of a Horford and Robert Williams lineup. Because I feel like when you get some touches in the post, it creates offense eventually. I'm not saying throw it in the post to score in the post. Uh, I'm saying use the post as a medium to create perimeter offense, right? Like you, you put it in the post, make the defense kind of collapse a little bit because remember the Warriors are pretty undersized. So if you throw it in the post to like a Robert Williams or an Al Horford, guys have to come and help, right? And that's going to leave shooters open. So you get more post touches with those two guys, right? Some lob action, some some backdoor cuts with Robert Williams or Al Horford. All of a sudden, your, your shooters are going to take better shots, right? They're going to be a little more open, right? Because... The Warriors have to help each other to to make up for that lack of height, lack of size on the interior. The Warriors are going to have to make a decision on what they're going to do, right? That's my last point about this. You know, the Warriors are, they no one wants to see them in a playoff series, first of all. When this team is locked in and the game matters to them, 
they are a finals contender with the way they play, right? They're super potent offensively. The ball movement is pristine, although sometimes they can get very loosey-goosey with the ball and, and just have some awful turnovers. You know, Jordan Poole, pretty big X factor for this team, right? He can really win you games, and he can also lose you games, you know, with a lot of questionable head-scratching plays. Um, but, you know, you take the good with the bad when it comes to a guy like uh, like Jordan Poole, right? Because he just he just explodes, offensively and you know it's one of those things that you got to bank on right but I would say the Warriors need to think about getting some rim protection right something that can help them on the interior because it's such a glaring weakness for them and I love Kevon Looney um I don't know what's going on with James Wiseman but that has to be I'm sure it's something they're they're constantly trying to figure out as the trade deadline approaches right who knows what's going to happen um, yeah, but that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you guys again for watching that Jason Tatum video and all the other videos I've put out on YouTube. The Jason Tatum video is at about a thousand plus views. So that's awesome. Uh, thank you guys again. This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.